church. Good morning. Welcome to Beecher Island. It's good. It's good to be here because today is the Lord's day and it's a day of praising and glorifying Him. And what a day that is. And today is a day of rejoicing, not because of the world, not because of what the world does, but what Christ has done in Christ alone. And it is worthy of praise. I love that we can uh, know that He has already overcome the world. It's in Him. And what a blessing that is. And, and we will absolutely have struggles. We will have trials in our life. We, we will have difficulties. But in that we can know that we can have joy the whole time we go through. Because of Him. And Him alone. And we praise Him for it. And everyone sitting here today, I want you to hear me. Every one of you sitting in this church, you are a blessing. You are a blessing to those around you. You're a blessing to this church. You are a blessing. And so I want you to know that. And, and, and thank you for choosing Beecher Island as a door to walk through this morning. You didn't have to. Well, maybe some of you did. Because mom and dad made you. But the rest of you, thank you for choosing Beecher Island as a door to walk through. And come join us this morning. Thanks for being here. If you're new with us, stick around. Stick around afterwards. We'd love to get to know you. Talk to you more. Uh, um, yes. So uh, in the meantime... Let me introduce Beach Island to you, and then I'm going to get on to some preaching. Beach Island is an independent, non-nominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church, and that means that we strive to be about His Word and His Word only. And, and uh, I promise you, uh, we will all, including me, will mess that up once in a while. That's why I encourage you to tell me when I'm wrong after church, okay? Uh, uh, but come and tell me when I'm not of His Word, and, and we want, we want uh, to be about Him, not about religion, not about man's legalistic view by any means. And so we strive to be about His Word and His Word alone. I'll just throw this out there too. I love this church. And I'm not talking about this building. And I pray that you love it too. Uh, it's, it's good. Uh, it's good. We're in John 17. We've been in it for a little while. A couple of weeks now. I love the fact that we get the privilege of digging into the intimacy of this prayer that Jesus prays. The, the intimacy that's laid out, we get to be a part of. We get to look at it. <clears throat> Two weeks ago, I talked about Jesus prays for Himself. And in this prayer He prays for Himself, He lays out who He is. Yes, He's done it before and saying when they ask Him if He's the Christ, He says, I am. But this time He prays right in front of His disciples for Jesus Christ, who He is. Saying, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. And He lays it out. He specifically says it. And I, and I ask you then to highlight it in your Bible where Jesus calls Himself Jesus Christ. He calls Himself the Messiah. What a blessing we have what a blessing that John put that in there for us to read. And then uh, last week, we, we went into the prayer that Jesus prays for His disciples. And, and what a prayer it was. And then when He continues in His prayer, He starts praying for all believers. So that every one of us, every one of us that believe in Him can stop Say, Jesus prayed for me. 
Jesus prayed for me in the flesh on this earth. He prayed for me and He continues to pray for me. Because if He did it then, why wouldn't He be doing it now? What a blessing it is to know that He, he has prayed for me. And each one of you can say that. If you haven't already, open your Bibles to John 17. In church, I told you last week that I was going to challenge you a little bit. I was going to maybe make you recite a verse that I have said for the last year and a half as we have gone through John. John chapter 20, verse 31. John lays out why he wrote this Gospel. And I want to make sure that that, that never leaves our mind as we read the Gospel of John because he lays it out as to why he wrote it. So church, John chapter 20, verse 31, it says, but these things are written. Amen, amen. It is good. Life in His name. When we know that He is the Christ, the Son of God. Good job, church. You are awesome. You are awesome. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You so much for today. I thank you for this building that we can step into and, and just be comfortable, uh, physically comfortable in this building. But Lord, I pray we never just get comfortable about seeking you. That we have a desire, a craving inside of us. Like, like it says, craving pure spiritual milk. I pray. Father, that each one of us have that desire in us to seek Your Word. To, to dig in. Lord, I pray for understanding it. I pray that our hearts are open to You. Our, our, our minds are open to You. And Lord, I pray that we set aside everything that is of the world, that is of our life right now. We just set it aside and we focus on You right now, Lord. And I pray right now that, that Your Word is heard. And if I speak anything that is not of Your Word, that it fall to the ground. And it not stick. And it just, just people walk out of here with Your Word, not mine. Lord, I thank You that You went to the cross and died for, died for us, died for me but rose from the grave. I thank You, Jesus, for this, for this prayer that You pray and the intimacy of it that we just get a little bit of insight into Your relationship with the Father, Your relationship with Your disciples, and Your relationship with us. Father, thank You. Jesus, thank You. And it's in Your name I pray. Amen. <coughs> John chapter 17. We're going to read, read chapter 17 again for the third time. Oh, I just, you can't just pluck some Scriptures out of this. You've got to hear the whole prayer that Jesus prayed so we keep it in context and we know what He's saying and what He's praying and the intimacy of it. So John chapter 17. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up His eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son that Your Son also may glorify You as You have given Him authority over all flesh that He should give eternal life to as many as You gave Him. You have given Him. And this is eternal life. That they may know You, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom You have sent. I have glorified You on the earth. I have finished the work which You have given Me to do. And now, O Father, glorify Me together with Yourselves with the glory which I had with You before the world was. 
I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I come forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I'm no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except for son of perdition, that the Scripture might be fulfilled. <coughs> but now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They're not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me. And have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world, O righteous Father. The world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Amen. That is a breathtaking prayer. This prayer I hope that you see is for you. When he transitions here to the end, I pray that you see it's for you. When we get to verse 20, this transition happens. He, he, he prayed for generations yet unborn. In fact, every believer that's read this or that reads this, I, just as I've said, can, can take this absolutely that Jesus is praying for him. I want you to hear that. Or her. Praying for the, for the believer. What a blessing it is to know that He prayed for us. 
I want you to see what Jesus says in this verse though. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in Me through their Word. We can hear the transition in there. We can hear that he, that he changes for who He's praying for. But He says, those who will believe in Me through their Word. Now look at this a couple different ways. When we first know that they preached, that the disciples preached Jesus Christ. As Jesus went to the cross and, and was crucified and, and was risen from the grave and, 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 and still hung with them for 40 more days. And then, the Pentecost, right? Boy, did they go to preach. And, and by their words that were preached, people came to Christ. People came to know that Jesus is the Christ. You see... We have people that believe because of their words that came from their mouth. But we also know that they wrote the Gospels. Right? They, they wrote the Gospels. Yes, they were inspired by the Holy Spirit to write it all out as to who Jesus is, who He was, who He is. We have the epistles. We have God's Word so that we can know who Christ is and be saved. Church, I don't want us to ever take this book lightly. This book right here is God's inspired Word. You know, I, I hear a lot of times, well, what's your favorite book? 98% of the time, it's a, it's a worldly book. Why would we not say, when somebody says, what's your favorite book? The Bible is my favorite book. Seri do we take it seriously? Do we, do we take these words and put them into our heart and on our lips? I'm guilty of it. What's your favorite book? I don't know. I haven't read one. Yes, I have. I read this one all the time. Seriously, do we take it serious? I, church, I pray that we do. I pray that we, that we let this, the words of this book, really the words of God, be on our lips and on our thoughts. As we journey through this life. Every day. Because Jesus still prays. I do not pray for these alone. But also for those who will believe in me through their word. Your words. Listen to me. Your words have a fact on another person's eternity. Eternity. Literally. You can change a person's life forever. By what words are on your mouth. But in no way am I saying this is about us, okay? Don't take it as I'm saying it's about us. It's about Christ and Christ alone. We don't need to take credit for it. We boast in Him. It's not about us, it's about the kingdom. But through our ways, people can see Jesus is the, is the Christ. Verse 21, He prays this. That they, all, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. Us. That the world may believe that you sent me. This prayer was for unity among believers. For unity among believers. But, but this time it was with, with the salvation of sinners in view. You see, the unity for which Christ prayed was not a matter of external, external church union. Rather, it was a unity based on common moral likeness. 
He was praying that believers might be one. Might be one in exhibiting the characters, the character of God. The attributes of God and of Christ. You see, this is what would cause the world to believe that Jesus is the Christ. You know, uh, this unity, this likeness, is what can make the world say, man, I see Christ in that person. I see Christ in that person. I see Christ in that person as Christ was in the Father. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. I've been taking that pretty seriously. I pray you are too. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. You know, church, because we can speak with our mouth that we're Christians, but yet we can live the opposite. It, it saddens my heart when I hear a person say, you know what, I don't want anything to do with Christianity because I don't want to be like so-and-so. Yeah, I don't want to be like so-and-so either. It's all right. But I want to be like Christ. And I, and I try to always let that be the words that come out of my mouth. Don't be like them. Be like Christ. They're not imitating Christ. Be about Christ. But the truth is that the world will either see Christ in us and believe that God sent the Son, or they will want nothing to do with Him because of our actions, because of our words. That's the truth. Because it hit me hard, because what choices am I making? What, what choices am I making in my walk? What choices am I making when I'm outside of the church, outside of my house? Just yesterday, I made a fool of myself. <laughs> some, of, some of us were at a branding yesterday. Uh, Nathan Andrews had a branding. Yeah. The Andrews family. Yeah, they had a branding in. And I took a horse that I, I take to every branding. Yeah, she, she's good. Not yesterday. <laughs> so I dragged my first calf, and, and I'm just coming across the, the, the line there, and, and next thing I know, I'm laying on my back. And when I hit my feet, I was mad. <laughs> that horse was going to get something. <laughs> And as soon as I took my first step towards that horse, because she's standing right there looking at me like, I think I just messed up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I'm going to prove it right now. But as I took my first step, my mind said, be like Christ. Be like Christ. Because when I first got up, there was nobody there. Like, there was not a single person in that whole branding pen because whew, I was mad. But as I took that first step, I said, be like Christ. My second step, okay, I can be like Christ. My third step, all right, fine, I'll just roll on. Right? But I could have ran to that horse, kicked her in the belly, and put on a big old scene. Right? That would make Christ like it all. It's the same with people, right? 
It's the same with people. When somebody knocks us down physically, emotionally, whatever, we can, we can get mad and we can be of the flesh and be of the world and we can go and make a scene and we can, we can put them in their place and get our vengeance. Or we can take a step and say, be like Christ. Be like Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Do you take it serious? Pray that I do. I pray that you do. Take it serious as we imitate Christ. I pray every day I'm choosing to deny my flesh and pick up the cross and follow. Follow Jesus so that my life is the prayer of Jesus is this prayer. He says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. Listen to us. That the world may believe that you sent me. The world's looking at us. Church, I want you to hear me this morning, though this is not a work. I don't want you to walk out of these walls and go be like, well, i got to be like Christ for the world. No, be like Christ to be with Christ. And then when you mirror Him, the world will see. See, it's a heart. This is being one with Christ and allowing Him to produce fruit in you. You don't have to go work and make Him fruit. He'll produce it in you if you allow Him to. This is allowing Christ to do just as He prayed in the next verse. Verse 22, And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one. Do you hear that? Perfect in one. Here. In Him, right? Because He just said in us. So we're going to be made perfect in Him. He says that they may be perfect in one, that, that, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. This is huge. I pray that one day my, 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 my brain will wrap around what he's actually saying here. I, I pray that. I pray that I can, I can fathom what he's laying out here. Because there are many thoughts about the glory that Jesus is talking about here, but I'm not going to debate it this morning. I'm not going to lay it all out. I'm just going to go to what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 3.18. I just want you to listen to this because I'm going to read it from two different translations. <coughs> Write it down though. Go seek it for yourself this week. I love this verse. 2 Corinthians 3.18. New King James Version. This is what it says. But we all, with unveiled face, think of Moses, but think of Moses is not the version. I'm just saying think of Moses and unveiled face. Unveiled, behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let me read it from the New, Transla New Living Translation because it breaks it down a little bit more. It's, a, it's more paraphrased than a word for word, or New King James is more word for word. Anyway, same verse from the New Translation, New Living Translation. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see, because of Christ, right? Removed because of Christ. Can see and reflect 
the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Amen, amen. He's changed us. If we allow Him, when we accept Christ, He comes into us, changing us as we let Him. The truth is that it takes time. It takes time. It is us learning to trust God. Yes, we come to Him and say, I trust you, but it's a, a trusting, right? We, we trust in Him and continue to deny our flesh, continue to not want to be of the world, continue to lay ourselves down at His feet and say, Father, Your way, Your will, not mine. I want to be about You, Father. And in that, we become more and more about His glory. About His glory. And He has given us because we become more and more like Him as He prayed. Verse 23, I in them and you in me that they may be perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. He wants life with you. He wants life with you. He prays that you and all the world will be will know how much he loves you. He loves you just as much as God loves the Son. Did you hear that? I want you to hear that. I want you to know that he loves you as much as God loves the Son. That's amazing. picture that. And in all that love that is poured into you, Jesus prays that the world will see. That, that the world will see all of that love. And the, that the world will see Jesus the Christ, the Son of God in all that love. Listen, if we're wrapped up in the world and the gossip that feeds the world, that love does not shine through. We cannot overflow with Christ's love if we are of the world. But if we have hatred on our heart, if we are not right with another brother or sister, just as Josh talked about in preparation of communion, listen to me, if we're not right with another brother or sister in Christ, we need to fix it. We need, to, we need to get right. We, we cannot pour out love and allow God's glory, the glory of Christ, to shine on our face if we have bitterness in our heart. And that goes for in here, out there, walking this journey with Christ. We cannot have bitterness on our heart. Because we, we're not right. We're not right with Christ if we have hatred, if we have anger, if we have anything on our heart. Let us, let us battle to be one with Christ and be about Him. The reality is, is that we all can't be best friends. I wish we could. I, I wish that it was just that easy that we could all be best friends. You know what? We, the, the, the matter of fact is, is that we can't. 
but we can still love each other in Christ. We can still love one another in Christ, and that's what we need to strive for. Not be a, uh, about anything but Him in this body and in our journey and in our walk with Him. And, and I know that's kind of jumping out there a little bit, but truly, Jesus prays for you. And if we have bitterness in our heart for another brother or sister, especially in this body, we can't have unity. You see, uh, we need to love one another. But in love, sometimes it's 2 Timothy 3.16, as it says, useful God's Word is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. We don't like that, right? We don't like that at all. But sometimes that's still love. Always that's love when we're doing it in God's Word. I want to make sure I'm, I'm saying that right, but you know what? It comes out of this. Do we love one another? Do we love one another as Christ loves the church? I'm going to put it even that way. If you have something against another brother or sister, go to them and fix it. Speak truth to them and put differences in the past. And then we can read Jesus' prayer that they may be made perfect in one. See, if you think that I'm taking it out of context, I'm okay with that. But the truth is, Christ is praying for, for us as believers to be united with Him, with one another in Him, and bring glory to His name. If we talk gossip about one another, and I'm not saying we are, I'm just speaking truth because we're all human. But if we're speaking gossip about one another amongst our community, what do you think that speaks? But if you're even talking gossip about your neighbor to the community, what's that speak? We're going to bring glory to his name. And in that, the world will see that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And that's what it's about. Because He continues in His prayer. He continues in His prayer. Verse 24, He says, Father, I desire that they also whom You gave Me may be with Me where I am. That they may behold My glory which You have given Me. For You loved Me before the foundation of the world. Church is not just about right now. It's not just about right now, but it's about being with Christ in His glory and, and, and all His believers being with Him. Where He is at. Where He is at. And He wants every person that will, that will confess Him as Lord to be with Him. Church, what is He talking about? He's talking about being in heaven with the Father. And He wants you to be with Him. And listen, every time a believer dies, in a sense, listen to me, in a sense, Jesus' prayer is answered. To die is to be with Christ and to behold His glory. As Paul prayed, or as Paul says, to die is gain. If we really trust and believe 
this book that is God's Word. Man, death shouldn't scare us. I just had a conversation this week that, man, we sure get about this life right here. And my whole perspective is, <laughs> is getting changed over the last couple of months here. So I've studied John. I've studied imitate me as I imitate Christ. And we can have lots of fun and make memories in this world. I'm not saying that we can't. But where is our perspective as we do it? Where's our mindset as we do it? Are we allowing Christ's love to pour out of us as we journey through this life? Are we being an example of Christ? Are we imitating Him so that when the world sees us, they see somebody that's different? Because if we're just like the rest of the world, what's it matter? But if we also believe that our ultimate glory is to be with Him one day. To be with Him one day. Why? Why do we fight so hard to stay on this earth? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't seek treatment and all that. Don't go there with me, okay? But what I'm saying is, is our mind and our heart set on the glory of the Lord. It's His glory. He prays that they may behold my glory which you have given me. This glory is not only glory of the deity which He had with God before the, before the foundation of the world, but it's also the glory that He acquired as Savior and Redeemer. This glory is a proof that God loves Christ. He loved Christ before the foundation of the world. And that is the love that He loves you with. He loves you with that love. Does the world know that? You see, I, the world has and will continue to fail to see God revealed in Jesus. But are we doing anything to change that? Are we imitating Christ? Because He says this in verse 25, O righteous Father, listen to the intimacy of this prayer, O righteous Father, the world has not known You, but I have known You, and these have known that You sent Me. And I have declared to them Your name, and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. The Lord Jesus had declared the Father's name to His disciples when He was with them. And, and this meant that He revealed the Father to them. His words and works were the words and works of the Father. They saw in Christ this perfect expression of the Father. But, but church, Jesus has continued to declare the Father's name through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It continues to happen today. Ever since the day of Pentecost, the Spirit has been teaching believers about God the Father. 
especially through the Word of God. Church, we can, we can know what God is like. Because we have His Word. When people accept the Father as He is revealed by the Lord Jesus, they become special objects of the Father's love. Since the Lord Jesus indwells in all believers, the Father can look upon them and, <coughs> and treat them as He does His only Son. It has been written, it's been written that what God desires in sending His Son here on earth was precisely that He might form for Himself in the midst of humanity a family of children like Him. It hit me this week as I dug in. As I dug into this prayer, uh, I know that I've always known it. I know that I, I've read over this many times, but this week I, I stopped in my tracks uh, and really thought through this prayer. And it's, it, it's only because of the Lord Jesus and Him being in His believers that God can love as He loves Christ. Now don't get me wrong. God loves all people. John 3.16, For God so loved the world. But when you accept Christ, the intimacy of that love is the same intimacy of love that He has with Christ. I don't know that I ever got it before. The intimacy of that love. The, the level of love that God pours out on you because Jesus is in you. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Him and Him alone. It's all because of Jesus that we can have life. Life now and life eternal. It is only through Jesus that we can get to the Father, period. If you think that there's any other way, let me just tell you there's no. You can't work hard enough. You can't, you, you can't produce enough fruit. You can't, you can't pray enough. You can't, you can't love God enough. You can't. But Jesus can't. Listen, Jesus prays this prayer for us to walk in Him and, and the love that He pours out into us so that the world will see Him and come to Him. So the world will come to Him and, and the more people come, the more Jesus is glorified in the Father and, and the more come, the more get to be with Him in heaven where He is at. It's all about being with Him. Because if we make it about anything else, it's all for nothing. Let's walk in Him, live in Him, and allow the love that He pours out to be seen by our community, by our church, by our family, by our friends, by, our, by the strangers that we come in contact with. Be different. Be different. Church, say amen if you want to be one with Christ. Amen. Church, say amen if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Amen. That's what it's about. And that's His prayer for you. 
His prayer is that you will walk in Him so that you can truly say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I told you before I didn't like that scripture before. Because I didn't get it. I didn't want anybody to imitate me because of the choices I made. That's a hard issue. No, I pray that I can now say, man, Lord, please imitate me as I imitate Christ so that one day you will imitate Christ so others can imitate you. That's my prayer. That's not just my prayer, though. That's Jesus' prayer. And so if you don't know Christ this morning, I want to encourage you to allow today to be the day that your heart softens. That your heart softens and says, Jesus, You are the way, the truth, and the life. And I know that the only way that I can get to the Father is through You. I pray this morning that, that your heart softens to Him so that, so that you want to imitate Him. Maybe you came to Him a long time ago, but you haven't been imitating Christ. You know what? Today, you can change that. Today is the day that you say, I'm laying it all down. Yeah, my choices have not been right. Yeah, I, I barely kicked the horse instead of saying, be like Christ. It's okay. And today, today is a new day. And today, you can choose Christ. Today, you can imitate Christ. So that the world will see Christ. I'm going to invite the music team up. Well, Jeff and Grandma Judy. Usually we have a music team that sings some songs, but they're taking a break and they're doing some things. And so we, we, are, we are singing hymns and it's good. But today, if you need prayers for any reason, if you felt like you've been falling short and not being able to imitate Christ, Let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. Today, if you're coming to Christ for the first time, I want to talk to you. Please. Please let me talk to you. Today. Today is the day to walk in Christ for the rest of your life. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word and your prayer for us. What a blessing it is that that we can read this and take it personal. We can, we can know that you prayed this intimate prayer for us. That we would be one with you, Christ, and you, God the Father. I pray that we seek that. If we, if we say we are a Christ follower, that we are a Christian, I pray that we don't take it lightly. I pray that we take it serious and we seek You in everything we do and we don't just be a lukewarm Christian. We don't just come on Sundays, but we live in You Sunday through Sunday. Father, I thank You that that is who You call us to be. That You want us to love. You want us to love You and You want us to pour Your love out to all that are around us. And Lord, I pray each one of us can say, as Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for the understanding in that. 
Lord, I just pray right now that we'd be all about you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.